Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. It's a frosty, ultra frosty. Well, rimey. It's a it's rimey like kind of a day. The frost frosted on top of the frost. So now it's like. It's the weeds that take on such a beautiful other look because they're so heavy in the Everything's spiky frost. So heavy. Like these very delicate grasses that are now thick. Really. Oh, my word. This. This is a segue, Rachel. Okay, segue it on. Something segue that I needed to, to whatever it is we meant to talk about. I needed about. To, no, it's just a confession. Okay. Something I've not yet told you that I was working on. Okay. In the side moments of my life, I've reverted to an older problem. And <laughs> and I thought that maybe I could sculpt something out of spray foam. <laughs> Did you? Did you indeed, Becca? The little known oh, tidbits. Yes, and you know what happened to the spray foam project? Is that it basically was promising right up until what we just described with the grass. So here's what the thing. was it you're going to make the with the spray well, foam? Okay. You Becca, know. just for you, anyone who doesn't remember all the way back to when Becca tried to sculpt. I mean, this was like in high school. Yeah. Becca yeah. tried to sculpt a candelabra out of, uh, in like the stuff that electricians use to fill holes in the, uh, and it, like and it is compelling foam. because it expands into a nice, beautiful rounded, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it does look like there's some yeah. kind of an yeah. elegance waiting for it, but, no, it but also to be looks, clear, to be clear, it also looks like it would never stay where you put it. Well, no, I wasn't ever going to use it for that. I was going to make a mold. Remember this? I was on a journey to make a cast stone candelabra and uh, I needed the original piece. And I felt yeah. like, well, what if would be I easier did out of spray foam. What if I tried it out of spray foam? And you know what? This is how we say, <laughs> let your ideas die with dignity. Because up no. until now, Becca hasn't yeah, been no. trying to sculpt mm -mm. with spray foam. Mm -mm. So and what I is it? I needed to come back. I need, well, okay, so here's the thing. You know that I've been on a little thing of my Christmas tree needs a revamp. So I did all those ornaments okay. that yeah. were like the jadeite. And then I wanted something else where I could do a bunch of the ornaments that spray would be foam is similar. Spray foam choice. Similar. In the, like I have a whole bunch of the jadeite, so they'll be around the tree, and then I wanted something else, and I felt like you know what would be really cute is if I did kind of like slightly oversized, and when I say oversized, I just mean like this big, mm -hmm. you know, mushrooms like the red kind, like the red uh, top mushroom is, and then you're like I make meringue speckles. mushrooms. We yeah, could yeah. Spray foam. So did and I work? was like spray foam seems like a good idea. So did it work? I got the spray foam. Made all the mushroom caps, which is not hard, out of yeah. a spray foam. And I kind of like the idea about them being all a little wonky and different. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I could hang them all over the tree. And I was like, they'll be light because they're foam. You know, like. Okay, I'm with you. But I knew, I knew that it couldn't stay foam. Like, it had to have something around the outside. Okay. And I also know from some previous journeys with spray foam in, in like home settings, like the sort of settings that you use it for yeah, filling cracks and so on. It does not take paint. It really doesn't take paint. So I knew that we needed something over the top. So I made, you know, a mushroom can be a wonky shape. It'll be fine. Okay. So I made all the tops. I made all the little stems and then I stuck them all together. And they were great. They were really good. But they were a little bit rumply texture-wise, you know. So I felt like, okay, I've got to come up with something to just kind of like dunk. I was thinking dunk because I was like, that'll be fast. You know, you can just dip the tops, let it dry, dip the bottoms, let it dry. I tried one sort of gesso-like art product. Not good. Didn't work. Then it suddenly occurred to me the other day, like, I have a huge bag of plaster of Paris in the basement. And that would be, like, kind of hard, and it would take paint. And I could dip it, and it would, like, be smooth, smooth it out. Possibly heavy also. Possibly well, blobbier than well, one wanted. Well, not blobby. It's smooth. It's very smooth. And it dries really hard. And I nice. know. Well, I've used plaster of Paris, but, I mean, if you, I guess, water it down enough that it kind of... Yeah, would, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Okay. So... So I did that, and it was like, hey, I kind of like it. I think it's going to be fine. But then I dipped this. So I did all the tops. Then I dipped the stems. 
then I was like, I really should maybe fill a little in on the bottom, you know, too. And then I was like, now I need to dip the tops again mm. just to kind of have everything smooth out. And then I was like, all right, I've got myself a nice little hard mushroom. But yes, you've tapped it a little heavy now, a little, <laughs> a little heavy for a tree. But I was like, you know what? That's okay. It's okay. I'm going to keep on. Some I'm gonna, concrete mushrooms? No, they weren't. They're, they're not like dramatically too heavy but they're heavy. they're on the edge they're heavy okay okay so i was like i'm gonna paint them it's gonna be fine i'm gonna paint them we'll see and i was also like i'm just gonna dip them in red the tops in red craft paint too you know like just we're keeping it easy i'm not like fiddling around so i dipped them all in the red and then i put the spots on and <laughs> i can't tell you how much i hate them they are <laughs> They are like Super Mario. <laughs> they are Super Mario. But we're like... too big. <laughs> but are they cute? No. <laughs> I'm picturing you lining all of your house windows with Super Mario mushrooms. No, they were for the tree. They were for the tree. And and I actually know where I went wrong. Like, I, I feel like, okay, I could do this again. And I'm I'm going to, because I don't want to give up on my dream of having a really pretty mushroom. But see, the thing is, those red mushrooms can be really pretty. Yeah. And these are Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> because okay, but I'm wondering you, if you use the... Once I feel like there's probably a future three times. Yeah, no, you've gone, times. you've gone it's, way past I'm going to have to send you a photo You've gone go way past the legal limit <laughs> on that now. You've gone, oh, you've man. done too many oh, things. Man. And they could be really kind of almost ethereal if it was the right way, but these are not. These are. I wonder if you should have tried... Did you try like not, a Krylon plastic paint? Like... The spray that's for like outdoor plastic items, just on the foam. Yeah. Well, is see, it texture the, is weird too? The texture was a little bit too, in my mind, too obviously spray foam. <laughs> but that's kind of a, that's kind of a texture that I would expect of a mushroom. Yeah, yeah. So there's something. Yeah, no, it was like it was almost that. right, but then it was just like ah, and then I tweaked, and then I tweaked it again, and then I tweaked it some more. And, Yard art. Like a made yard art, bunch so, of Super Mario. You see what I'm when I'm looking at these how little. How many did you make? These delicate grasses Becca, that are now how thick. How many did you make? You see why I thought of my yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, but Becca, how many? Oh, did you I don't make? know, like maybe fifteen. Okay, but I think we should raffle them off to what have you to what have you listeners. A I Super think Mario enter to win a Super Mario mushroom <laughs> that was handcrafted in multiple. By Becca out of spray foam. Can we? Can we? Nobody wants it. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Don't you, dear listeners, do you not want to receive a gift of one of these Super Mario mushrooms? I think you probably do, Becca. You would be my first one that I would gift it to, okay, and then okay. there you'd be with your Super Mario. I do Mario. think you could probably use the spray foam to oh, make a droopy, whoopy, uh, if you did that, that gets heavy and ceramic. You could probably have made cute Christmas trees. Out of foam? Out of foam, and then dip them in plaster and mm. get the... And get mm -hmm. the shape of big, bubbly, snowy kinds of maybe, Christmas trees. Maybe. All, all I'm saying is... It started out strong, and then I tweaked uh, as, it. Is often, I tweaked it too many I times. I can't tell you how many times. So, years ago, the um, really super big knitting hit the scene yeah. where, like, nobody mm -hmm. had really ever seen anything like it yeah. before. It's captivating. Beautiful. I mean, and it was in a few of the pictures that I saw. Like, the, just the really. Oversized stuff. The, yeah, just like super yeah, yeah. bonker, oversized yeah. knitting. And like yeah. for a rug. Or, yeah. And I was like, yes, because I knit all the time. But I didn't want to buy the dang really large needles for however much money. So I bought, <laughs> I bought, um, lint rollers. <laughs> Pieces that I put 
of the big okay. lint roller, so that was the gauge of okay. the needle. Okay. But clearly a lint roller is not long enough to hold your <laughs> no. work on it, so no. I cut up a old extension cord. <laughs> <laughs> that was between the two lint rollers. Oh man, right. Well, wow. the thing is, is it worked. Yeah, it worked. I and I knit with it, and I knit um something. I'm trying to think of what I knit first. I think I knit a big doily rug on it first. Okay. And okay. in it was fabulous, except for how it wasn't fabulous at all yeah. because mm. it knit. So it was a lace. It was half a doily. Okay. And I knit it out of strips of red fabric. And okay. so it was okay. like half, it went in front of the sink and it was very okay. cool. Yeah. Except that, here's where everything falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> if you knit what was like a torn up sheet, I believe, mm -hmm. what you're not going to get out of that is any kind of real heft. <laughs> so you've made something that looks awesome mm -hmm. so long as you don't step on it right. and whiz across the kitchen floor right. on this lightweight doily yeah. half you that needed you've to like dunk the yeah. bottom half <laughs> in, in rubber, rubber. <laughs> <laughs> i think i thought about it i think i went through some of that like tool handle dip ideas <laughs> like i think i was like wait somewhere out there there's a little yeah. tub of plastic yeah, somewhere that i could just pour on this yeah and uh yeah so basically, I didn't get very far you with could that have because cased it. In I a bought. Boxy. I did buy a bunch of polar fleece to practice on and okay. shredded that. Yeah. And then knit with it and knit like and and it looked really good from like a, you could do a big cable on mm -hmm. like it looked like it would be a fun rug, but the same problem. And yeah. if you're gonna buy that much wool to knit something, you're kind of wasting the wool because if yeah. it's not spun tight it's not going to be duro it's sure. going to get like burrs in it and cheat grass <laughs> and pills and you don't yeah. want that no and you'd have to spend like i don't know seven eight nine hundred dollars getting enough wool to knit also, a little seven, rug eight nine hundred years probably no in fast investing. fat oh yeah well it'd be fast anyways the point is is that after that I just never even looked twice at an oversized knit anything. I like, I just handled it for myself for all time. So, and I think oh, I was just like, man. I did it. I've been there. Yeah. I understand the appeal. Yeah. I also understand that there are things the picture's not telling you. Yeah. Like, this is a yeah. rug you cannot stand mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. This is impossible. Mm -hmm. So. Well, and the other thing that I think turned me against my mushrooms at the, towards the end was... I've just bought a big tub of like craft paint. It not craft paint. It was like acrylic paint. It, mm. But it came in a bigger yeah. amount and cuz I wanted to dunk rather than brush. Sure. I was like, I'll just buy this. Cheap. It was like electric red. You know, like just yeah. a really good bright yeah. red just right up the middle red. Well, it dries to a horrible bricky color. Like it mm. it really didn't so we started with a kind of like I wonder if it interacted with the plaster weird know, because maybe. that doesn't usually happen. No, and it, but it definitely went bricky on me and then I put white dots. It went bricky on you in more than one way. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It was interesting like up until the dots, I was still in the game. But as soon as those dots mm -hmm. went on, I was like, nope. These are not it. Not it. <laughs> So, and now Becca knows she can put that to rest. No, I don't think I can put it to rest because I still want mushrooms on my tree. It's just that they can't be dunked in plaster of Paris. We've got to do something else. It's going to be a new approach. But somehow, I don't know that between now and Christmas, I'm going to have the time to whiz up another, you know. Yeah. But I might. You can't be sure. Yeah. It might be what I do on a Sunday afternoon. We did. We just did a ladies fellowship Christmas party kickoff, right? Mm -hmm. The Saturday right after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've been doing at our ladies fellowship things, which I think is super fun, is like baskets of like homemaking yeah. kinds of things. And That's we did, great. we had Christmas baskets for raffle. But I thought, I'm telling you this for any of you who are planning a Christmas party, because yeah. I felt like this was a really fun thing to do it was very fun and i don't you do we did baskets so there'd be like a baking one with fun you know things like swedish pearl sugar and springerly just fun mm -hmm. stuff yeah um and there was like kids books and all kinds of different things but 
and to enter to win this raffle, you used a gift tag and you could sign a friend up to win. So it was just writing a like to someone from yeah. that created a very fun, like that yeah. was a very fun, very different, yeah, like very no sweet. one knew they'd been entered in anything yeah. and it was super fun. Yeah. So telling you all that, was that was a fun idea. <clears throat> Whoa. Don't choke. don't choke. Plus, it's an interesting way of enabling other people to be generous. Yeah, without, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And and also, Even though it wasn't, not enabling anyone right. to just be feeling very selfish and let down that they didn't <laughs> win something. We, um, yeah, that was fun. We also did paper white planting. If you guys out there, listeners, I found out because we bought a ton of bulbs for this, I found out that for a lot of people, this was the first time they've ever planted paper whites or force bulbs oh, really? inside. Okay. And I, I don't know. I guess mom did it when we yeah, were yeah. young. And so to me, it seemed like just, just one of the things do. that everyone yeah. did all the time. And I don't think I realized it. it isn't. I think because you see the kits at like Walmart or whatever, yeah, I, or the yeah. grocery store, the grocery I just assume yeah. we're all, we've yeah. all committed to this a long time ago. But I'm here to tell all of you that you should totally do this. Now is the time you like amaryllis or paper white are both really fun. You plant them, they start growing right away inside and then they might they not, will, if you do it now, they might not be blooming by Christmas, but you paper will, whites probably will but be. You will so love it in January. It doesn't even matter. It's no, like, but paper whites, I, amaryllis take longer. It seems like to get to the blooming part. Maybe. But am, but paper yeah. whites move pretty they fast. They zoom up pretty quick. But anyways, you plant them all in dirt or rocks or whatever. Once it's warm and they get wet, they just will start growing. And then they get the tall greens and then the blue, white blooms all across the top. And I just am here to recommend. It's a great idea. I don't know if we did it on the podcast, but I think you told me last year about doing the tiered yeah. things. And I did it yeah. last year. And I think it peaked it had its biggest moment of glory while I was at the hospital with Ezra. Oh, funny. Because when I came home, I threw it away because it That's was hilarious. like having a... Oh, my was word. over it. Well, I, this, this <coughs> year, I did them in this pretty blue and white china kind of terrine that I brought back from England last time we were there in an antique store. And it's like, it doesn't have a lid or anything. It's just like a pretty yeah. little pot. And um, then stuck the twigs all in it to kind of help because they do yeah. flop and once they, help they get it tall. Well, if you keep them in a, if it's the warmer the spot, the taller they grow before they bloom. Mm. And I have them just in the middle of my dining room table right now. And it's like, it's a pretty little terrine and it's got moss on top yeah. and then the twigs. And, and then little, just, once the sprouts are going, yeah, you it's can really watch them pretty. Grow. Yeah, I love yeah, it. It's very But fun. I'm seeing that, that is one that it really pairs with the Christmas a thrill of hope, yeah. the weary world rejoices. Like yeah. that is yeah. what that looks like to yeah. me. Like I it's this it. thrill of a bulb starting to shoot something out. I've even seen out. some people do it and it's actually quite pretty. If you have like a tall glass vase of some sort, like a oh, plant them like in the bottom kind of carry yeah. jar or something. Yeah. Put, put the bulbs in the bottom with like rocks or with, something. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can do like pretty layers or whatever in the bottom with the moss and stuff. And then they grow up through, you and know, bloom the out glass. The top. Yeah. That's it's very fun. pretty. I could go for that. I have yeah. more bulbs I have to plant, but I'm just saying all of you definitely should mm -hmm. avail yourself of this really fun, sweet thing to do. Yeah. I have three amaryllis that I did buy at Walmart cause I didn't order special ones. I know. I know. And I have, we'll see. They might be fun. They might I've got one. Not be. And I put it also in another blue pot that I brought back from the same antique store in the same trip. And they fun. don't match, but they're both blue and white. And I've got the amaryllis in one and the paper whites in one. And they're yeah, on Paper my... whites are still allowed in my house after the tree is not. But yeah, I'm yeah. Like, we're done. And the amaryllis, I just think sometimes if you have a big bulb, it will throw out even like new blooms after the old one is dead. And yeah. they can go for a really long time, which is just... Fun, fun and peppy yeah okay should i read you this quote that somebody sent in for us that i already told you about because i already thought it was funny enough that i but it's good we've already who have you told just you oh sure. just you this was the one that i said it started out as a it's a picture of a page from what eve alone can tell and it um is that a book yeah and 
I'm just going to skip to the end, but it makes me laugh because at the beginning you're like, I don't love your way you talk, but I feel yeah, like you're trying. Like... Maybe I'll just read was... this, pre- this too. It's nearing the end of the sixth day, the end of the creator's great labor as Adam steps forth, the image of God, the triumph of his work. So that, I don't love the, what I don't love is that what I feel is the romantic mood of the author, but not that they're technically wrong. No, yeah, like yeah. you're like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. He alone is pronounced the son of God. Uh, nothing in creation even comes close. Picture Michelangelo's David. Now that I'm like, hang tight. Michelangelo's David is like a humanist. Well, no, but, but it's magnificent. So it is. But okay, we can, we he can is magnificent. Oh, <laughs> truly, the masterpiece seems complete, and yet the master says that something is not good, not right. Something is missing, and that something is Eve. So this is all very so far, so far, so far, pretty accurate. So okay, yeah, and you know whatever. And then it quotes Genesis two twenty one about him being in, uh, cast into a deep slumber. Um, and then it, here we have Eve. She is the crescendo, the final astonishing work of God. One of the things that I get it, we're talking about creation, but the, some terminology I feel like we should just be more careful with. Like I think saying, what's happening is you can tell the author's starting to run away with her own Getting eloquence. swept up yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. This is how I felt with Anne Voskamp when she just pops up and says things like it is a sacrament to take a photo of something you're thankful for. I'm like, mm, <laughs> you've, what's happened here is that you started having such a feeling about the import of gratitude that you started saying things that you should not have said. <laughs> it is not actually true. And I think when you say the final work of God, which is actually how I feel about he alone is pronounced the son of God, is that that's a phrase that is that you're like you just well, if we're just we're just talking about creation yeah, yeah. that's not inaccurate so no, but you no. start to feel like maybe we're yeah we might actually be running away with no, ourselves no it's just you can feel the wind is picking actually, up actually it's a premonition it, it yeah, gives you a premonition it doesn't, so yeah. far we're okay but the but wind like, is hmm, picking up yeah. we're okay 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 so uh in one last flourish, creation comes to a finish, not with Adam, but with Eve. Again, now, again, true. Yes, except for that you could even make an argument on this. <laughs> well, she is the master's finish, finishing touch. So, But what I would say is there's no way that if God made Eve, he would have said it's good for Eve to be alone. Like, Eve is complete and the final work, as opposed to Adam and Eve. Like, and, you know, but it's the same thing. We're still going to give it to her. Because she's saying crescendo, which depends on what comes before. Yep. Okay. She's the master's finishing touch. How we wish this were an illustrated book and we could show you now some painting or sculpture that captures this. Like the stunning Greek sculpture of the goddess Nike of Samothrace. The winged beauty just alighting on the prow of a great ship. Okay. That part I actually think is a great like a beautiful thing on the prow of a great yeah. ship is a great yeah. image. Yeah. The Nike of Samothrace. It's again it feels like it's revealing that the author has a uh, untethered romance I going don't know. on. So, I mean, okay. Nike of Samothrace is beautiful. Her beautiful form revealed through the thin veils that sweep around her. Eve is breathtaking. Now, I do think that something went off the rails no, here. Maybe, Get, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to go with the author as far as we can. And let's but just I'm say, let's just say the that thin veils sweeping but around. But she did her. just say, "I wish it was an illustrated book." So maybe she's trying to keep the and illustrated, in this illustrated book, book. We're not going to have a, a little nude PG. Eve. Yeah, we're going to have gonna, thin, revealing yeah, yeah. swaths. Okay, yeah. so. Here we are. Given the way creation unfolds, how it builds to ever higher and higher works of art, can there be any doubt that Eve is the crown of creation? Not an afterthought, not a nice addition like an ornament on a tree. She is God's. And see, the, it just, it just, it, it's building to yeah, what you know yeah, is going to be very yeah. naughty, and indeed it is. 
she is she is God's final touch, his piece de resistance. She fills a place in the world nothing and no one else can fill. Now, okay, even right there, there even no even there No, up until this point we don't have no. to say No. I what's the word I'm no. always looking for? I denounce the the author. <laughs> no, so far up until that point yeah, we have to no. feel like if we diagram mm, these sentences, there's there so are far, ways to interpret everything no. that we don't have to. It's but just, it's we this can final feel, blat. It's like <laughs> out pops the weasel. <laughs> All right, here's the weasel. <laughs> Step to a window, ladies, if you can. Better still, find some place with a view. Look out across the earth and say to yourselves, the whole vast world is incomplete without me. Creation reached its zenith in me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when you just go, whoa, 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 whoa. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between Eve and me. I think it's like a, it's like a, exactly. (laughs) And it's like a plane on the runway that it's like, you know, it's a little something's wrong. It's a little bouncing along. And then at that point we're like, shoot, we're flying now. Like, shoot, we've gone completely off. This is not what, what we should have ever said. But the idea, the application that. It's I feel like- actually so funny because <laughs> there was no work done in between those two no. statements of no, that you because- need to declare over everything that you are the zenith of creation. <laughs> I think the trick is is that like so far it's like it's true that that Eve was the final creative act. It's true that Adam was incomplete without her. It is true that she is the crown of Adam. It's true. All of that is true. It's also true but that God like- made you because. It was God's intention for you to be here. But also, it's funny to be like, that was the crescendo. And then it kept going until it got to me. <laughs> and and if there was going to be a zenith or something, it happened in Christ. We're not actually on the... The prow of creation is not glorified by me. On I know, it, you know? I know. Here I am, the focus, the zenith, <laughs> the angel on the tree of creation. <laughs> It is true. It's real weird. It it's a really weird little blip. The chain there. Little blip. Slip the Something chain. Something went wrong there. And it, it's funny because we live in this world of like women empowerment. You know, this kind oh, of yeah. like the she goddess. And that's where mm. I feel like there's been a lot that wasn't. The problem is, is that I don't know how people manage to trick themselves into that state of mind when you're like you can't because you know like I bumped into a oh yeah sorry a sorry scene the other day of somebody oh man it was just such a tribute to themselves it was like here I am there's photos of me it's a tribute to me. I'm beautiful. I'm so beautiful. This is beautiful. My body is beautiful. My spirit is beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful is me. Well, the problem is, and and it's and, and but here's the problem. Like here's the thing. Without wanting to be a jerk, I'm just like, but I mean, <laughs> here's the problem. I mean, it's not you, being a jerk. It's this is the problem. You've provided photos, and it's demonstrably I remember, inaccurate. I don't remember if I put this in uh, YooHoo or if I did it in a video or something. But but it's very important. I think it's in YooHoo actually. It's very important that we all recognize that this kind of fevered work to admire this kind of like panicky urge to have self-worship like I need to I need to be worthy of glory yeah is actually the the other side of the coin of self-loathing like the total despair hatred and this is because we're actually made to be worshipers of something that's actually much better than us oh yeah like we we actually need our God to be perfect and we can't we can't make ourselves perfect by declaring it to be so, which is what that is. It's like, I I am worthy of everything. I am worthy and worthy. This is actually Elise Fitz, Fitz, wasn't she one of the ones? Fitzpatrick. 
now I'm flashing around trying to remember. I don't know. Well, no, but they wrote the book that was called Worthy. And it has a big, glorious, very Nike of Samothrace-esque swirling fabric on the front. Okay, sure. That it doesn't have the goddess in it. It just has the, it's a goddess-free swath (laughs) on the front. But But it's clearly trying to conjure up. Yes. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And the book is called Worthy. And it is subtitled with... Now I have to look it up. I've never read it, guys. So... um, But I think... Oh, I know why. Let's see. Here's, here's what on. I was going to say, I'm though. I'm sorry. The... We all know, we remember what it was like to be a little kid. And to go out to recess or whatever and be like, what do you want to play? Let's play. And then you just make some up cowboys or pirates or princesses or whatever. And then everyone writes their own little imaginary tale about themselves. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a cat or I'm a princess and I have magical powers or I'm Superman or whatever it is. This is it. Sorry. Celebrating the value of women. Okay. Worthy. Okay. And the thing that I felt is just at a fundamental level, when you say to Christians, who is worthy? The answer should not be women. (laughs) Like worthy is the lamb. Like we, we aren't. You know, but, and and it's best to know it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I think there's a lot of people who have decided that that imaginary game that they play has binding power still on everyone else. Because when you were yeah. in that imaginary game, you expected mm-hmm. everyone to treat you like the princess you were pretending well, to be. Well, you know, Lena still, she can still speak about the dark times when uh, Hero and... Lucy, I believe, were going to play their game where they were twin sisters named Jessica and Mm-mm. Jessica. What were they? That was Amira and Hero. They were Amira Jessica and, and Jessica. There was Jessica and Jessica. And then <laughs> Lena, they were little. And, and then Lena was like, and I also will be Jessica. They're like, no, there, there cannot be three Jessicas. We are only twins, Jessica and Jessica. Two is enough. Two is as many as, as will fit. In the imaginary world. <laughs> well, yeah, but where so, we're all trying to be the Jessica and tell everyone it but, is so. But in those childish games, it was okay. Like, you can play the imaginary game and everyone else can enter in, into it with you. Sure. And you can, you know, like, pretend along with your brother who's going to be Superman. Sure. Mm-hmm. But... Then we grew up, and there's a lot of people who still want to be in the imaginary game where they say, I am beautiful, I am worthy, I am strong, I am brave, I am all of these things. Mm -hmm. They post it on the internet, and everyone else is not allowed to say, well, you don't, I don't think you are. You know, like, this actually isn't the real world. Nobody can say, you know, though, the thing is, is you, you probably... You have things that... Because the question mm-hmm. is, is like, somebody gets on there and says, I am beautiful. Well, I mean, that is that is a factual claim that sometimes <laughs> is not correct. Somebody says, I am brave. That is a factual Actually, Becca, claim. It's wanting to go back to, we live in a world where, every, like, because everyone's probably thinking beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And that's actually really funny because this is, this is a thing... First of all, we don't believe beauty no. only exists in the eye of whoever picked no. it out. That's but a really some false, ex- false worldview. False. <laughs> it is, news. except that there are elements of truth in that. What I mean is, the world is complex enough that there is beauty, like, for there, instance... There's a there, multiplicity there's, of taste in the world. That's very different. Taste, but not just that, that there are different kinds of beauty, different expressions yeah. of beauty and different appreciators of different flavors of it. Yeah. So the fact that you might not win a beauty pageant anywhere at all should not impact the fact that your husband thinks you are beautiful. Sure. That's you're like but great. That, what but you're articulating is not the same as no, beauty is in the eye. No, of the I'm other. saying but many people would say that thinking that they're not talking about a very deep 
theological or worldview. They should know that that really was a philosophical claim made by very bad people, and it fundamentally changed. Well, it's kind of saying beauty. Beauty is whatever we think it is, rather than like whatever we want it to be. Sort of. The thing is, you look around at the ugliness of our current culture, claiming this is beauty, this is good, Mm -hmm. this is truth, and the the way we got there was by deciding that this is something that we can simply pronounce and it is so like it is like god says it is good yeah and we're like no 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 we can say it is good or i'm gonna let you know i'm gonna let you know if i think and then and then you just keep layering doozies on it of people saying things like that's my truth we need to be rude about people's pictures of themselves on the internet that's really not what i mean and i really don't mean to say like everyone has to be this perfect whatever to be beautiful that's certainly not it yeah but when somebody gets on and says and they're manifestly like you know you see this all the time they look sad and needy and starved for love and attention and they really look like a wreck because Mm -hmm. they are a wreck because they've been through a lot of stuff some of it maybe their own fault, some of it not their own fault. Sure. But somebody like that who gets on and says, I am perfect, I am brave, I am beautiful, I am this, that, or the other. You're like, no, actually, this is not what that looks like. And you are behaving like you're playing My Little Ponies still, where you get mm-hmm. to just announce the rules of your imaginary world. And then it's interesting that everyone it else has make to go you along feel, with It that. will not make you feel better. That's the part that is... It is not a it does not solve what's hurting no what's hurting is something like you need to be right with god that's what's hurting right and many and like this is the thing that we say all the time with women who are like feeling mom guilt because of things that they ought to feel guilty about and by that i do not mean sewing a costume from scratch or doing i don't mean like it's dumb to get mom guilt over things that are dumb and not important. But if you're feeling guilty because you spend all your time on your phone and you yelled at your kids and you are a absolute bad testimony to what it means to be a Christian and you're feeling mom guilt about that, like I'm letting these people down, then the literally the lat like Christians, the whole thing is that we have the remedy (laughs) Like, we have access to Christ. And so, like, if you're feeling guilty, confess your sin and be done with it. But everybody wants to rush in and say, no, what will make you feel better is people saying, you actually are doing the best you can do. You are amazing. You just are amazing as a mother. But here's the... And a lot of us need to hear that wasn't amazing. Here's the thing, though. I think that there's a weird unspoken acknowledgement that goes, it's like, it's like the unspoken rule of this game. And I really feel like it, it genuinely is like make believe at recess, what everyone is doing. But imagine that you have like, say Martha Stewart in terms of her, you know, like money she's made, accomplishments, things she's good at. And say she well and she was a model back in the day so let's just say she's beautiful she is all these things now imagine her getting on and saying i am rich i am awesome i am talented i am she might have done it since she she got into the cbd lines (laughs) but what i'm saying is (laughs) is if somebody like that got on and told the truth Mm -hmm. everyone would be mad because that's how like that's so vain and proud and whatever the the places we tolerate this is when it's true. It's obvious that someone's uh-huh. trying to convince themselves of a pretend thing. Yes. Because if somebody is the supermodel and then they get up and tell everybody I'm super rich and I am super I pretty. I am so beautiful. And I am so, you know, mm. it, it's like mm. it, it hits different, you know? So the people who are saying I'm brave, I'm stunning, I'm worthy, I'm this and that. They are the usually the kinds of people who don't ever let a mood go through without putting it online, which means you only you only have to scroll back to see the them crying in a selfie yeah. about whatever. Which means that when the next day they're saying, "I am brave, I am strong, I'm," the, 
they're clearly trying to talk themselves into something and everyone yeah. else is supposed to join in the game and try and talk them into it too. Yep. But they wouldn't do that yeah. if it was if the person was telling the truth. They, they wouldn't. wouldn't do it. They would mind it. No, but that's the thing is that that's actually true because any woman, you have to be in a place of feeling like a failure for everyone to tell you that you were the yes. best mom. Yes. So you could never be like that, you know, that's a thing. But the real thing that bothers me is that Yeah, we imagine if somebody hardened, got on and said, I'm the best mom. My children are so well behaved. I'm doing so I am nailing. No, it. you have to say I'm you the best a, mom because I lived through seven yeah. tantrums yeah. in the and, afternoon at and Walmart. Six of them and, were mine. Yeah. <laughs> and I cussed out the the cashier and then I decided that we were all going to have drive through for dinner. And that's because I am enough. And then I, I drank am, wine. And I think everybody, we don't just have to recognize the fact that there is so much, like, you're, when we buy into that kind of cheap encouragement, you are not taking on something cheap. You're trading out something valuable for something cheap. Like, and that's the thing oh, that just always bothers me because sh do you feel like these feelings of unworthiness actually have a solution and it's not looking at yourself or lying about yourself it's looking right. to Christ and if you're looking to Christ you're not the point so the freedom to be like willing to try doing a good job willing to laugh mm -hmm. when you bombed it out actually actually this is a good this is never mind. I just I need to say that yesterday was my twins' birthday, and I, in a rush to make them a birthday cake, threw a little something something in the mixer, and then realized I didn't have any cocoa powder, and then that stalled out part of the plan, and then borrowed some from Aunt Meredith, and got the rest of the thing going, but I really messed up some stuff in there, and it wasn't until the cake came out of the oven, <laughs> and the, basically the look and texture of a rubber band, I don't know what, <laughs> that, that I ran my mind over what I'd done that included no leaveners. <laughs> I'm saying, whatever, the freedom Though that was a little sidetrack, not really about this point, but the freedom to try to do something to bless your people, to fail at it and not have that be a big emotional shazam, but more mm -hmm. like just funny and carrying on like, well, right. you know, whatever right. is like Christian women. We have the freedom to not think it's the end of the world that you snapped at someone and you had to apologize and ask right. the Lord to forgive you because you can now be done with that and move on. And you don't need to change the rules of the universe right. to make your behavior beautiful, tender, and wonderful. You need yeah. to just actually say, where I failed, God in his grace can make it right. And, and I think that the really key thing is that grace isn't, um, grace can't touch a reality that doesn't exist. It can only touch this one, yeah. you know? And so if you're living in your little pretend life, the grace, the, the grace actually needs to come and yank you back out of that pretend yeah. and deal with the, the realities that you actually do confront because the, yeah, it, it's like the imagination game that everyone is playing. And in that world, Apparently, there's no... Well, they talk incessantly about giving themselves grace in the pretend world. But, but the grace surprisingly that they, the grace that they talk comfort. about... The grace that they talk about is the grace of being really ridiculous with um, things like, you know, the grace of saying, um, I'm going to not read my Bible today because I'm giving myself grace. <laughs> and you're like, since when is an absence of the word the way that we really bless ourselves... Not that I am saying you can't. It's just weird to name it that. Yeah. Grace is what we say when we tolerate our sin rather than when we have... Are forgiven uh, for it. Yeah. And grace is when we're forgiven, pulled out of, removed right. from, forgiven right. of. It's not it's the, grace, so... the grace of thinking I am the most beautiful. And also, like, honest to goodness, there's so many verses in Scripture... 
that really ought to steer you away from that kind of language anyways. Like, let another praise you and not your own lips, right? Sure? I mean, you just, sure about him? just when I, if you're blowing a little horn of tribute to yourself, then there's a few things about it. A, you shouldn't be doing it even if it was true, probably especially if it's true. But B, the fact that you're doing it probably means it's not. Yeah. You know, like, and, and so I think that's the key is to get out of your make-believe. Like, just come back out of the, the recess we game. We could all use a little less of that. The and pretending then, is not our best. And then try to, like, deal realistically with your actual situation and have, pray for God's grace to come into that one and move you there. Amen. In, instead of going back under the blanket to with your flashlight to pretend some more, you know, <laughs> it's, it's actually because when that fort falls down, you're not, you're not living in the real world. When that fort falls down, it's everything like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that it's never, you can't sustain a make believe, which no. is why everyone's having to constantly reaffirm it on the yeah. internet. Cause yeah. it doesn't last yeah. more than like a hot few minutes. No, no. no. As, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is that like, there are people who cannot have, a mood without documenting it for the world, which means you really just have to scroll back to see how demonstrably false all of these claims are, you know? Yeah. And, and I finally know who I am. Right. And the next day I've never been so full of despair in my life. (laughs) You know that it's, yeah, I was reminiscing just this morning about the situation that I first learned the hard truth of that there is no counseling situ that cannot be made worse. Oh yeah. And, and sometimes, and I think that's the thing that's funny is that there is no sinful situation that you, and I mean, even attitude, right? There is no little sinful situation that you prolonging, fiddling with it, massaging the facts, changing the thing. You are, you are making this into something so much worse. Like it will just keep growing, you know, like that. Yeah. And we really, it's kind of the difference between rooting out a dandelion in your lawn or, or blowing the seeds all around yeah. or patting them into yeah. the dirt every yeah. time. Like, you know, yeah. like let's just try not <laughs> cultivating this. Yeah. Let's try letting it go. Right. Anyways, that's, I feel like if there's anything that's really wrong in the world, it is, it is, well, at least a lot would be way better in Christian homes if we all had a far more matter of fact approach to sin, repentance, and forgiveness. Like just, and start in your own homes with your own sin. Like start just being like, you know what? Forgive me for being selfish. I am, you know, I don't know if there are, I don't know, probably, it seems to me like everyone must have had to deal with someone else who's in flat denial about their own sin. Like if you're a teacher, like, you know, there's the, there's the concept where you catch a kid cheating and they kind of like fess up. Yeah. Like, oh shoot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or whatever. Then there's the one who just just goes deeper and harder and longer and further into mm-hmm. doubling down that no, they did not do that. And it's so clear and yet they won't. So, you know, of course there's these moments in parenting little kids yep. where they are going to just try to ride it out and say no, they didn't and see how long mm-hmm. stout denial gets them. I'm sure people have all had the experience of seeing this in somebody else's life because you don't have the sympathy for it when it's in someone else's life Mm -hmm. where they're just making excuses, trying to reframe the situation, saying it didn't happen, all of that stuff. And I think that's what I mean by your, your thing about we should just be more matter of fact about it. Yeah. Is that when somebody refuses to just fess up. It never makes the situation better. It just goes weirder and and, and that's a, when you refuse to just say, "Kids, forgive your mother." 
I should not have been harsh like that. I was being selfish. Right. That I don't know. It is. What is it? Isn't it somebody? It's a book title, maybe a Puritan book title about the remedy for sin. And that's the thing is like, we actually have yeah. the remedy for sin. Yeah. So when you're not availing yourself of it, you're in a way denying Christ, right? You're saying, I, d- I don't have any way to fix this. You know, like yeah. I don't have this wound that I am, you know, dripping blood on the kitchen floor from this wound. And I'm acting like I do not have the immediate well, resources. It's kind of a name in the Syrian thing where you're like, bathe in the Jordan you say no and he's I like shan't. I will do anything to get I thought I, I wanted my leprosy gone but that not actually, that bad. that actually seems like a, a one of those ones where you're like oh wow that command is not always the way that it's not like throughout scripture everyone who's healed of of um leprosy had to get in the Jordan no. Like, and so it's funny when it's like somehow it really put a finger on, <laughs> on a pride issue or on something, you know, like having him get in the Jordan was like, you humbled me too much somehow, <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of like having to say, you know, like you need to apologize to your husband who you think thinks he's better than you or something, you know, like you have some yeah reason for not wanting to do it. Yeah. But do it. You have the remedy for sin. And you don't want to not be availing yourself of it. No. No. So, you have a tip? Um, yeah, my tip is, is just hot tip. When you notice you're being a turkey, (laughs) repent and, and be like, wow, (laughs) let's stop that. Back out of that cul-de-sac. Just don't do it and do, and that would be my tip. And Becca's tip is about spray foam and plaster. Right. No, my tip is much more worldly than yours though. Yours is about confessing your sins Mm -hmm. and being faithful. Mine is, Hey guys, I have table runners now. Oh, they are really, I really like them. It's really fun. They're really, really vibrant blue, which is just I feel like it's good because blue, have you noticed that like blue jeans as they fade, they just don't go worse. You know what I mean? Like they just, indigo is a color that as it ages, it's just pretty. You know what I mean? Like it actually just hangs on. There's some colors that just look, I don't know, start to look a little world weary. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like, I feel like the color stays pretty well on the, on the, that fabric, but I'm just saying, like, I love the dark blue because I feel Good. like, yeah. So, anyway, those are new, they just came and in. Like, to win your two... Mario mushroom, I know, I know, but the runners just came in last week, so they're they are just flat new and it's very fun. So, if you need Christmas okay. gift ideas, there you go. All right, until okay. next time, be Bye. jolly. Bye-bye. Bye bye.